Welcome back to Off the Rails. As always, it's your host, DJ, and Case, coming at you with a free ball in addition. No idea where it's going to go, so let's just let it rip. Right before we started uh, taping here, we started talking about Jackass and the glory days. Yeah. Things that wouldn't exist on TV now. It would only be forced to the internet. We were lucky because it was all filmed and broadcast. Yeah. And uh, Jackass was a beautiful period of time for me yeah, growing up. Yeah, it was. It spoke like, to my adolescence. Like, and I was a hater at first. Like, I was like, uh, these guys are just uh, ripping off Tom Green, man. But then <laughs> Tom Green wouldn't do what they no, were doing. No, they were doing their own thing. At first, like the commercials. Well, the Tom Green show came out first, and it was gold, dude. I, yeah, I love the Tom Green show. And then uh, the Andy Dick show and Jackass all kind of came out together. I think Jackass was the second one, and then Andy Dick show. But, like, uh, it looked like the jackass was a skit. Like, uh, I remember Bam was put, a, like, a dead rodent onto one of them RC cars and was driving it in a, in a big city, probably Philly, because that's where he lived close to. It was a big city, man, real busy. And, like, there's businessmen walking, and he's got this dead rodent. I think it might even have been the dead skunk he found on the road. Strapped to one of them RC uh, cars, and he's just driving circles around this guy with <laughs> Like, uh, that kind of stuff. So I'm like, man, it's a rip. But that would have been something Tom Green would do. But then what Tom Green wouldn't do was like what we were just talking about. Uh, all the crazy uh, stunt stuff that Body they did. mutilation yeah, stuff, man. dude, where these have, were just getting jacked. You ever seen any of that stuff Steve-O did before he was famous? Yeah. Like, dude, Steve-O was a nutcase. Like, of, who doesn't already know that? But, man, the stuff Steve-O did before he got famous, the heights. He would jump off of hotel rooms and the pools. I seen him jump off a moving car and jump off, like, say, uh, you know, right there, like, on a freeway bridge, like, where it's, like, literally, like, 60, 70 feet to the water. A moving car, jump off of that, off the side of a bridge. It ain't enough just to jump off the bridge. No, I have to be on a moving car on the bridge and jump off of that. If you'd asked me then who would be the first one to die, it would have been Steve-O. Yeah. That would have been my answer, point blank. He was reckless with his stuff you know what I mean? yep uh, then johnny yes actually ryan dunn might have been one of the last ones i would have named yeah yeah ryan dunn did gross stuff more often like uh he swam in septic water um like a water treatment center like the whole area of sewage he's he swam in that yeah. and then uh he shoved that car up his ass that uh matchbox car which was a great bit when they went went in and uh, the X-ray. Yeah, and he's yeah. acting like he don't know how it got there, and uh, the doctor's like, "You stuck it up your ass." <laughs> <laughs> the um, the one that I remember him getting hurt on those when they were playing bumper cars with golf carts. Yeah, I've seen and that. Ryan, they're like, Ryan "Don't Dunn, touch him." That yeah, like, gun got hurt. Yeah, he broke his arm or his collarbone or something. But that's to be expected when you do that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I'm sure right now we could pop on YouTube and find something very similar. Yeah. People who are not getting paid at all. Well, uh, it got iffy there for a minute because some kids got killed doing it. Um, they hit they hit their stuff with a car. Uh, like kids ran another kid over and uh, it, it rotated and he went about 12 foot up in the air and the whole time he was rotating and that kid died. Yeah. yeah. So it became like a big deal when, when that yeah. went down. Well, no offense to that kid and that he kid's family, doing that. Yeah. but that's natural selection. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Not that I'm not gonna say jackass were trained professionals. No, but but they did manage the risks. There were yeah. You, and when they got big, like the movies and stuff, the stuff you don't see is there were medics everywhere. Yeah. In case something went south, you know what I mean. Those guys went on an island. Yeah. You know, I've seen kids 
get in a shopping cart and get pushed down the hill. And then what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. What do you think? How do you think that ends? You know what I mean? But dude, yeah, Jackass was awesome. Yeah, it I was. Loved, I love that time period. I love Jackass. Like, and they were also funny guys. Like the stuff they said was so they were all real witty. Every mm-hmm. one of them. Uh, That's why I like Pontius, man. I can't yeah, man, Pontius. He, Pontius was hilarious. The stuff he would say was just as good as the stunts they would do. Uh, so they all, uh, it you know, it, like you said, it was a good time, man. Yeah, 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 and it ran its course. Yep. Those guys are old, man. Those guys are all in their forties, man. You know, and they're rich as hell. So I didn't see the last movie that Johnny did. That, that they... bad grandpa, me neither. No, no, no. He did one called um, Action Park or something like that. Where it's like an amusement park that is based on some shit that happened back in the day that was real. Where like it was like this like at your own risk amusement park that was ran, and you could get fucked up. And then Johnny made a movie about it, and they did all the stunts themselves. And there's no CGI. Like, everything you see really happens. And, of course, Johnny just gets destroyed so many times. GQ does this thing where they interview actors about their most iconic roles. And you can watch a lot of actors do it. It's actually pretty fascinating to hear people talk, you know, about things that they went through and um, to hear Johnny Knoxville talk about his career is insane. That dude, he's... If you were to look at a... Someone like Jackie Chan. Yeah. Or Mick Foley. Yeah. I mean, you see how many injuries they've had and to do what they've done to bring you the entertainment they brought you. Yep. Knoxville's right there with them. Yeah, he is. He's right there with Mick Foley and Jackie Chan. The, but doesn't say anything. The guy I would put above them on injuries, and it almost doesn't count because they do it in an entertainment way. They do it for, you know, the, the stunt itself. Matt Hoffman, I watched his uh, 30 for 30 you ever seen his 30 for 30, dude? You know yeah. Matt Hoffman yeah, no, is? I've just watched dude, with those guys before. It, Hoffman's hung out with those guys. Who? Hoffman used to hang out with those guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, dude, his 30 for 30, it's called The Birth of Big Air. It is fucking insane, dude. Um, and his injury thing, they do one of them things where they show a, a, a skeleton or a human body and they're have all these lines pointing to these injuries. Over a hundred plus concussions he's had. Yeah, he's not going to make memories when he's older. Yeah, he's had over a hundred. That's what I thought too, man. A hundred plus concussions. And uh, he's got the world record for the highest ramp on a bike. He built a fucking quarter pipe. You know what I mean? Like a half of a half pipe. And it was... Like, the pictures of it are amazing, dude. It's worth a watch, dude. Like, I'm not a big BMX guy. I only know... The two guys, him and Dave Mira, that's the only two BMX guys I know. I don't, I know Tony Hawk. I don't know any other uh, skateboarder, you know, so I don't know about those kind of sports the way I know about football and MMA, you yeah. know. But um, it was amazing, dude, that, that 30 for 30. But he, he would be the one guy I'd put above them. But, yeah, Mick, Johnny, and uh, who else? Jackie Chan. Ja- Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan has been jacked up, dude, doing stuff. Yeah, uh, they're all three – for our like Matt Hoffman wasn't getting hurt to please us. He was doing a trick and got he was hurt. trying to push his own limits. Yeah, these guys, them getting hurt. Well, maybe not Jackie Chan. He just fucked himself up doing stunts. But man, Jackie Chan's amazing, dude. Uh, like Rumble in the Bronx, it ain't like the greatest um, storyline type movie ever. But if you just want to see some cool shit, dude, and 
Dude, Rumble in the Bronx is awesome, ain't it? For Jackie Chan's been doing that since the late 60s. Yeah, I know. He's been getting down like that since the late 60s. He is amazing. Yeah. He's in, I mean, I haven't seen, actually, I haven't seen Jackie Chan probably about five, six years since the last time I saw him on anything. But, like, he's still, last time I saw him, he was still in amazing shape for an old man. Bet he is. You know what I mean? And he's just, disciplined. Think how broken he's been, too, man. Oh, man. He, and, and his shit's way better than Jet Li's, I think. Jackie Chan movies are uh, always funner. Always, like, yeah, yeah. There was, a, there, was a, there was always humor to his. Jet Li was serious. Yep. Although, Jet Li's a, a, a literal badass. He is. That's a real... He was raised in a Shaolin temple. That's some shit out of a Kung Fu movie by itself. Yep. He came out of that Shaolin temple to make movies. Yeah. And he's old. You wouldn't know how old he is because by the time he got in Hollywood, he was already old. And to us, he was young because we just got introduced to him. And Asians hold their age better when they're younger. Like when they're yeah. middle-aged. They could be in their 30s look like they just turned 18. They don't get old till late. But when they get old, it hits them like a ton of bricks. And then they look like egg... Yen from uh, Big Trouble. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, we're supposed to believe that he could fight too, remember? In Big Trouble, he's an old man. Yeah. I guess he doesn't do fight, he does magic, doesn't he? What's his name? What, what's the main dude's name? Lo Pan. No, no. Uh, Wang. Wang. Wang Chi. Yeah. yeah. Wang Chi, he does all the fighting. Kurt Russell is really a fuck up. He, you know, he's the hero kind of. Like uh, they put him over at the beginning of the movie. Uh, Egg Shan does in the when the lawyers interviewing him or the prosecutor, or whatever that is. The guy he shows the lightning to. But um, Kurt Russell is like who, who the movie's about. Well, what's he do the whole time? He knocks himself out during a gunfight, shooting up. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't really do. Hey, it's all in the reflexes. Yeah, I know. He throws the knife. At yeah, it misses. Oh, it misses. Yeah, like. Now, he does end up catching it and hitting yeah. but but before that, yeah. he misses by a mile. Malopan just moves out of the way. <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, Jack Burton was a fuck-up, man. He wasn't, uh... Yeah, he's like Wolverine without the powers, dude. He had no fighting skills. He yeah. Just, he just... But, man, he had the one-liners. Yep, he had the one-liners, and yeah. he had the luck. Yeah. Jack Burton had the luck. <laughs> Love that movie, though, man. I know it's an awful... Awful movie, you know. Uh, dude, if it came on right now, I wouldn't turn. Me it. too, dude. I would watch it. Uh, yeah, it's because when I was a kid, it was one of them just watched hundreds and hundreds of times. Like I had the those were certain movies like Big Trouble in Little China was another one that I or Big Trouble in Little China, um, Maximum Overdrive was another one I did that with. Uh, and Young Guns, like when I was a little kid, I just loved those. And Harley Davidson Marlboro Man, I never owned, but if it was, it was always on like TBS at one o'clock. On a Wednesday, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, like, when it was on, like, I just thought that movie was so badass. It don't hold up at all. I mean, it's corny as hell. The way it comes on, he's on a highway and it's Bon Jovi's playing. Like, the whole the whole thing, man, you know, the acting. Dad or Alive. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I'd watch the fight scene between Mickey Rourke and Big John Studd, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that bar. Uh-huh. They throw him out of a window. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that, room. dude. I love, like, a, a Don Johnson tells the story... Like, so he tells, like, how you realize that him and Big John Studd have known each other for, like, ever. Because he says, he's like, yeah, you won before, but that was back in high school. And he had a broken arm. You know what I mean? So it, like, sets the president of, like, they did a good job as far as all that went. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, they fight. And then later on, Big John Studd fucking comes in and saves the day. Yeah. When he lays the Harley, Harley down. down yep. The gas goes across the road. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
and he lights it on fire. It doesn't do much. Those Alec Baldwin dudes just hop the fire. And they're all on a straight line. Like, it's so fake. Like, nobody would be fighting like that. Yeah. They're all on a straight line. Yeah. Like, just asking to get shot. Just shooting that general area, you might hit yeah. one of them. That's not how you would do it. You'd scatter. My favorite part's when uh, Mickey Ward didn't know how to shoot. And that yeah. dude's got Don Johnson hostage. And he shoots, and he goes to shoot the guy, but he shoots Don Johnson. He's like, you shot me, you shit bird. Yeah. That shit always killed me, man, the way he said that. <clears throat> yeah, I can't really say I'm not a fan of any Don Johnson movies other than that. Yeah. I like Mickey Rourke, though. Yeah, I like Mickey Rourke, too. And I'll tell you, my favorite Mickey Rourke role ever is Marv, but um, he killed it as Marv. That's what a top five badass of all time in oh, screen history, dude, man. dude, Marv is awesome. I love, like, you, and you know it, too. Like, uh, the, the one dude tells him to fuck off. He puts his thumbs right in both eyes. It's like, oh, man, who's this dude? You know, like, you know. Yeah, when the cops come to get him in that opening scene after Goldie, the uh -huh. hooker he's with, is dead. He knows he's been framed. And, like, just the way he gets... It's just it's almost cartoonish. Oh, it's super cartoonish. That movie is, like, a cartoon, man. It's it's out there. Like, the rules of that movie, like like, in real life... You couldn't just say fuck the cops and kill them all. It's that easy because you're a badass named Marv, you know? <laughs> you know? It's like Clive Owen, yeah. you know what I mean? Like all the shit that's going he, down. He stole the show, though, Marv. That whole movie, yeah. the Marv, the story about Marv's the best one. Yeah, absolutely. Way better than the Bruce Willis character. Better than the Clive Owen uh, story. Clive Owen's pretty good. It is. I like these. It's Marv. No. The Clive Owen shit's cool, like when the head's talking to him, you know? Uh, but Benicio Del Toro's head. Yep. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Elijah Wood is the, the creepy psycho man, Kevin O'Rourke. he is, dude. He is. Yeah, man. Like, yeah. That, that was weird. You know, Elijah Wood has really done a... Uh, he's kind of a pretty good actor. I never really bring him up, but he's done some roles. Mm -hmm. Like, The Good Son was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, with Macaulay Culkin. But Macaulay Culkin's the creep in that one. Yeah, That's a good buddy. movie, dude. Yeah. Um... The especially spoiler alert, but I mean it's a twenty-something-year-old movie, so whatever. Uh, the mom at the end choosing to save Elijah Wood's life and killing her own son, Macaulay Culkin, because she knows he's a the psychopath evil, yeah, killer. Needs to die. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is a crazy part in the movie right there, man. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin started off super strong, man. That Good Son's a good example. Yeah. Like, that wasn't the Home Alone. But, uh, honestly, Home Alone was great, dude. For its time, dude. Yeah. It was perfect. It was yeah, a perfect movie. Dude. A perfect vehicle for the, what he was doing. You know what I mean? The yeah. last time I cried watching a movie, though, was My Girl. You ever seen that? No. He's, he, spoiler alert, he's like the girl's best friend. He grows, he, he's allergic to bees, and he gets killed. Like, bee stings. And she, it was... It tore me apart, man. Watching, watching that, like that's a scene. Man. How old is he? Oh, he's young. He's, I mean, he's my age at the time, so he's probably eleven. You know what I mean? But boy, yeah. Tore, that's the last time I watched the movie. It made me cry. I, know. I haven't done it since. I'm gonna try not to. Yeah. But man, that, that got me when I was a little kid. I've had moments where I've wanted to cry. I think Braveheart did it to me the first time I ever saw it. Uh, I watched it as an adult. Uh, I was probably 21, because uh, I lived on Theater Street, and uh, Chris actually asked for that movie uh, for his birthday or some shit, or Christmas, because I hadn't seen it. And this is back in the day, man, when you couldn't just pull up Netflix or whatever, and, you know what I mean? This is back in 
back in the day, back in 2006, yeah, yeah <laughs> but, it but it was, it was a different yeah. time, uh, even, even then, you know, and uh, so he got the DVD for his birthday, yeah, that's what he wanted, just to show me the movie, because we've been talking about it for a few weeks, kind of like we did American Psycho, I think you had told me about that movie for months, and you were asking people if they had a copy of it, it wasn't like a movie you could just go to Walmart and buy, yeah. you know what I mean, like, uh, I think finally you were at my house and I had a DVR. Was, yep, yep, you had a DVR, dude. Yeah. And uh, you kept it just because yeah, you'd you, been telling me about it for a long time. And it's a classic. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. And it's movies. rare, too, when you can tell someone about something for a couple and weeks and not up. build it up too much to where the movie actually lives up to itself when you see it. And you yeah. see what someone's talking about. It's a great movie. Love it. That's something I'm in a danger of all the time is sometimes when I explain things to people, I think I build it up because it is so much to me. So when it comes out of my mouth, what I'm describing... I'm probably setting it up too big to the person I'm talking to. And I don't I don't mean to do that, but like well, if, I th if I think something's awesome, I'm not going to hold back. Yep. Like I'm going to tell you, man, that shit was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> me too. You know, you know what I mean? And that was And I've been I I've I've definitely overhyped things myself before. Um I've I've said things were better than they actually were. Uh you know, seeing them a few times, I'm like, "Hey, eh, you know, um, I'll tell you a movie that I love that not a lot of people did, and I still think it's a good movie. It's Chappie. Did you ever end up seeing oh, dude, it? Dude, I love that movie. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody I likes... felt bad for him. Yeah. And they drop him off with those gangs. I know, man. I know. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, I'll go to bat for Chappie. Yeah, man. I'll go to bat for any of those dudes' movies. Neil Blomkamp makes good movies. District 9's good. Uh, Elysium's good. Yeah, he made that. Elysium is good. Like, I, I don't, I hate Die Antwoord. They acted great. Yeah, dude. that dude yeah. is amazing. He's hilarious uh, in the movie. You yeah. have his character, like uh, the part where he's like, you know, he's telling him stick the knife in. They're, you, they're going to sleep. sleep. He's like, Daddy, want to go to sleep? He's like, No, 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 no. Daddy's not sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that chappie was good. It, 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 you got a sense, like you got a feeling for the life of that robot. Yeah, for, man. For him wanting to be, it's almost like some bizarre Pinocchio shit. But it, it, I don't know, man, it fit. Like, the way they told the story, using Hugh Jackman as the villain was perfect. Yeah. Like, the whole thing, man. Yeah, he, he like, you know, like, I know that Hugh Jackson, it, Jackman is not, Hugh Jackson. <laughs> Hugh Jackson sucks. Yeah, Hugh Jackman is uh, not, like, he's kind of weird. He's not, like, super masculine like you think. I always thought he was. See, he's, like, like uh, a British or, uh, he's British, right? Australian. Australian. He's like uh, their version of Matthew McConaughey. That's what he was to me because he he was Wolverine and he was that guy there and Chappie. And then I see him in interviews and I see these other movies he does and I'm like, man, he's not that guy at all, is he? But man, he plays a good masculine dude, a very believable one. Like his his him as Wolverine, he's awesome as Wolverine. Him as that dude there, that rugby playing. Thick, you know, uh, kickboxer working up. He, that's so believable. So I kind of thought, like, yeah, Matthew McConaughey is that kind of guy. Like, yeah. he played football. You can tell McConaughey, were, you know, he he wasn't just playing these roles. You know, McConaughey was that kind of guy, you know. Uh, I thought he was that, but maybe not so much, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, he was in the movie um, that Greatest Showman. He does yeah, stuff he like that. Les Miserables, Les Mis. He's like Jean Valjean, like yeah, the character he sings. He's a he's a theater kid. Yeah, he's just a theater kid. Yeah, you know what he's great in though, or what he he he's not necessarily great. The movie's great is the Prestige. Yeah, the Prestige of Christmas. Man, dude, what a great movie, dude! That that 
that movie gets slept on, man. Nobody knows about that movie, but David Bowie plays Nikolai Tesla, yep, dude. Yep. That movie is... Michael Caine, Christian Bale. Yep. That movie's great. Yeah. That movie is great, man. When did that come out? 2006. So, right around Batman, then. Right after Batman. Chris Nolan did Batman, and then he turned around and did that. Oh, wow. I didn't know Christopher Nolan did Prestige. Yeah, yeah. He's a, that was his... He, I don't know what he did right before Batman. I know he did uh, Memento first. That's the first movie I saw. Yeah, you were telling me about that. I've still not seen it. Dude, I don't build it up too much. <laughs> it's an amazing movie. To me, when people say Chris Nolan, I don't associate Inception, even Batman. To me, the, the what paints the picture for him as a director for me is the movie Memento. It's such a great movie. I'm not a big fan of uh, Inception. I mean, it's an interesting movie, but... I, I I can't say I'm a big fan of it. Uh, no, I watched it. Uh, I watched it once in the theater, and it was um, felt convoluted. Felt like too much, basically. Yeah, me too. So then, but I've heard all these people talk like Micah's. That's his favorite movie of all time, and we I've debated it because you know it's nowhere near mine. No, so it, near it, it. it came on. Uh, it was on HBO now. When I first got HBO, after I had my vasectomy, I was kind of just watching movies. Uh-huh. So I gave it a go again. I felt exactly the same way. It's like oh, this is just. It's a cool concept, I guess. Yeah, a dream it inside is. of a dream, and things move slow. And they have great. It's act- definitely not a feel-good movie. No. Yeah, uh, like there's no payoff either. That, that's another thing with that movie. I, I don't, I don't love it. Um, it's yeah, it's out there. But if you were to like list, if you if someone were to put Christopher Nolan's name in parentheses, it would say that movie. Yeah, It'd be the movie that everyone. You know what about. it is to me? It's like a bad acid trip. Is what that movie is, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, a similar movie. Uh, it's a good movie, but it's creepy and weird, and it's like that. It's uh, Jacob's Ladder. You ever seen it? Absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah, Danny Aiello and Tim Robbins. Yeah, it's yeah. older, too. Yeah, yeah. But a Vietnam vet. Yeah, kind of and that's actually shit. what's going on. He's dying, and he's hallucinating uh, the, this all that crazy shit that's going through his mind. And then it'll flash, and he's in Vietnam, and they're like... You're going to be all right, man, the whole deal. And it's him, and the camera view is looking upward like you're on your back. And that's reality, though. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry. I just ruined the... You know they're remaking that? They should because it's an old movie. It's got a crazy concept, but it also freaked me out, dude. Like, uh, it's a freaky movie, man. It's a freaky movie, dude. It's yeah, very... I have no idea who directed that. I've, I've seen Jacob Slatter at least three or four times in my life, uh, mostly in the early 90s. Yeah. I probably haven't seen it in 20 years. But uh, yeah, man, that's that's a, it's a it's Tim Robbins' probably deepest movie, like where it's just some craziness. Um, I hate U-turn too. You like U-turn, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like the characters. I like any ensemble thing. I, I just like the idea of it too. You don't know why he's running. You don't know what the hell's in the trunk. You just know you got this go feeling. We gotta go. Yeah, you can't be here. It's keep going. A, I felt uncomfortable the entire time I because it's miserable. Yeah, I know. I, I know. They were going for. Billy Bob's character is the mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is Toby and Tucker. TNT shaved in the back yeah. of his head, picks a fight with him in the bar. Who is that? The guy that punches him right when he's getting ready to drink that yeah. pop. Yeah. 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 Toby and Tucker. Like, that's you, a young Joaquin Phoenix yeah. too, man. That's like '96. It's before Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, Nick Nolte's character is creepy in that, though. Jennifer Lopez, it's, it is a weird one. Yeah, man. But I consider that an ensemble movie. Like, it is about Sean Penn, but I think it's just the whole cast together is what does it for me. Yeah, yeah, Billy Bob's good in it uh, as the dirty mechanic. Yeah, 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 man, it was perfect. 
It's yeah. like, is, it, is that movie in black and white? or His scene is in black and white. Yeah. It's very Oliver Stone-like. Yeah. It's like, you yeah, just yeah, seen Natural Born Killers. Yes, you? exactly. I know, uh, I've seen parts of it. I, I showed how... you the sitcom part with Ronnie yeah. Dangerfield. Dude. Yeah, it's wacky. With a laugh, laugh track and he's beating his wife. It's completely... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. It's... Oliver Stone does those kind of split movies to where each scene's taped completely different and like kind of compiled together. There's no continuity from shot to shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not a huge Oliver Stone fan. Me either. I like Platoon. Did, did he, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Platoon's good, man. Uh, Platoon, the craziest part in Platoon, I think, is early on where uh, Tom Berenger fucking holds that gun up to that little kid's head uh, and, like, is threatening him and He'd shit. He's been in the like, shit too long, though. Yeah. Yep. Like, uh... Tremendous actors in that movie. And then it, uh, like, it makes Charlie Sheen crack. Yeah, Charlie Sheen's great in it. But then he fucking makes that dude dance. That, uh, he's like, dance, one-legged motherfucker, dance, you know? And he, it's like, my God, dude. Like, I, that is a rough scene to get through, man. Um, that movie, that just shows you how brutal that goddamn war was, man. Yeah. And then all of a sudden turn around and made uh, he does a Wall ton Street, of, which I could give a shit about. Yeah, with, with the same movie. guy too. Yeah, a lot of a lot of directors and actors team up, don't they? You see that, like the, Tim the, Burton is like Johnny Depp and Tim Burton. They're like that's what that's what they say. Directors do. Directors find a better looking version of themselves, like to be their avatar in their movies. Tim Burton definitely did it with Johnny Depp. Yeah, you know I mean, Scorsese did it early with De Niro and then switched to DiCaprio as yeah. he got older. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Kind of just passed it off, but you see that, yeah. You, as you'll, yeah. Scorsese, man, that's probably my favorite. He's one of he's up there for me, man. I love Raging Bull, love Goodfellas. I like Casino. I love parts of Casino. Casino drags on too long, um, and Sharon Stone sucks in that she movie. She sucks. She's the whole God, I terrible. hate that. Yeah, she she makes the movie almost unbearable. James Wood's playing Lester. Yeah. But, dude, how awesome is Joe Pesci in that movie? When he stabs that dude with that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Nicky. Uh, Nicky Santoro. Nicky Santoro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicky Santoro uh, is dude, arguably cooler than Tommy... Uh, I can't think of his last name in Goodfellas. But Tommy's his name in Goodfellas. Like it's, it's they're the same character. They are. That, what am I saying? They are. They're the same but dude, exact that's character. So crazy at the end when they dig that hole and they beat oh his brother with ball God, right in that's front of so him. brutal, man. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, that guy there. His name is Frankie Vincent. He's in all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's in Goodfellas. He's, or in, he's a, well, yeah, but he's also in uh, Sopranos. Yeah, he's in the Sopranos. He's in Raging Bull. Uh, he's part of the mafia clique that De Niro can't stand, you yeah. know, that hangs out with Joe Pesci. Um, well, anyway, Frankie Vincent, he kills Frankie Vincent in Goodfellas because that's the Billy Bat scene, which is a all-time iconic scene ever uh, when they kill him, man, fucking De Niro and Pesci. Like, uh, I love that uh, what Scorsese did with the camera looking up and just showing De Niro stomping from his foot. And, like, he's just stomping right on dude's face, you know. Uh, that scene's so brutal, and uh, Pesci kills it. Then they go to his mom's house. Like, that whole uh, that whole scene's so iconic. I, I love that part. But uh, the funny part is he kills Frankie Vincent, and that... Well, then Casino, Frankie Vincent kills him. That baseball bat scene, that's him, yeah. the whole one leading the charge on that, you know. So, And I'll argue, man, if you're talking movie justice, Frankie Vincent got over on Pesci. Yeah. 
I mean, all he did, well, they beat the fuck out of him and stomped him and stabbed him in the trunk. But, man, not, nothing was worse than that baseball bat scene. That was unbelievable, man. And you got the Departed? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, lo- oh, I love the Departed. Uh, love Gangs of New York, dude. Yeah, the so Gangs of New York was anticlimactic. I didn't like the end of it, but other than that, it's a fantastic movie. Well, it's because you want him to get out. Yeah. You're rooting for him to get out there. You know what I mean? The Departed. Oof. Man, The Departed's arguably the best. And it's such a new take on his type of movies. They were always about New York and Italians. That was a Boston Irish mafia movie. Like, yeah. awesome. Uh, new, new. Uh, it was different. I think he got so good at bit casting, like the small, the small roles, like Dignam. Mark Wahlberg is Dignam. Yeah, man. Alec Baldwin is the overseer. Yeah. Even Martin, Martin Sheen, Sheen, like, perfect dude. Yeah. And then the the guys he got to be on the gang. For a Frank Costello, yeah, like French, Mister French, yeah. that dude, man, that was perfect. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Leo and Matt Damon killed it. They were both great and you know, believable. Yeah, yeah, Matt Damon's an underrated actor. Oh, I, I, mean, he's, I like Matt Damon. He's been in some things I don't give a shit about yeah. as well. But who isn't? At this point, if you do enough movie, Leo's done shit. I don't care about J. Edgar. I didn't care about that. Yeah, J. Edgar sucks. Um, also, uh, Matt Damon's d- done ones that let me down. Like, the informant looked good, dude. Like, it looked like it was going to be hilarious. It looked like a Coen Brothers movie. It did. It was it awful. Absolutely, I didn't get into it. Yeah, I couldn't either. I, I bought it and can't get into it. It sucked, man. Uh, but it looked like a funny Coen Brothers movie, didn't it? You know? But he's awesome as Jason Bourne. Believable, too. You know? It's like, like he's not well, That's like, how he won me over. Yeah, Jason Bourne. Yeah, the second Jason Bourne. That second movie... Hell yeah. That part where he's watching him, you know what I mean, when he's on the phone with him, dude. That, he's always like, uh, like the, the, those are so well written, man, because Jason Bourne always is coming out ahead, you know. He's always got to figure it out, don't he? Like, he's like, like that's another thing about the Bourne movies. It's like they never have the upper hand on him. He's always got the upper hand, like. Yeah, there's a team of them. It's just him. It's a different feel than most movies. Because, like, when you're watching a Batman movie, there's... It's how's he going to get out of this? Yes. As opposed to knowing he's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, it's, I got you. it's always Jason Bourne ahead. He's always the one. Like, you know, they... Every once in a while get close. But yeah, I like that Bourne legacy. The one that had nothing to do with him. Yeah, with Jeremy Renner. I like that good. one. That yeah. was good, man. Yeah. Third Jason Bourne movie, I really didn't like that much. Me neither. The Ultimatum. one with, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The last, did you watch the last one, though? Yes. Oh, it was okay. It was better no, than no, the, no, no. the newest Jason Bourne one. Yeah. It's just called Jason Bourne. Yeah, I think I might have watched it. I cannot remember. <clears throat> it was okay. I like Legacy better. The one that he wasn't in. I, I like the second one, the first one, and the fourth one the most. But just like anything, man, you go to the well too many times, you're going to water it down. It's not going to be as good. You know what I mean? There's always a sweet spot to leave something. And it's hard to do in Hollywood because they keep seeing more dollar signs. So they, yeah. They go back in. And it's like, yeah, you should have stayed away this time. One one day at work, I was talking about how badass Jason Bourne was uh, to that dude, Cope, that's a Browns fan. And I'm like, uh, so I was like, shit, Jason Bourne could kill Rambo. He's like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> 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 that's a bold statement yeah man. I know no, I was like yeah I started thinking about it I'm like yeah I was like yeah you're right dude 
I don't know about that. Rambo, yeah. you know. He took on the Russian army on horseback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had tanks and shit. He had a bow and arrow. He had a bow and arrow. They didn't stand a fucking chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I was just talking out of turn on that one, man. It sounded good at the time. Yeah, it did, because Jason Bourne is badass. I do think Bourne would beat 007. Yeah. That's a more comparable battle, too. They both kind of do the same thing. Man, they should do that so, on that superpower beatdown. That'd be a good matchup right yeah, there. Yeah, that would dude. be. That would be a good matchup. It's yeah. like our guy versus theirs. You know, Those the, Rambo movies are magical. Fuck yeah. Who would you pair Rambo up against? Commando. Commando, yeah. Maybe. Arnold's guy. Maybe. But man, Commando ain't, ain't got shit on uh, Rambo. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Rambo, pop culture yeah, wise. Yeah. Oh no, no. Jason Bourne and uh, 007's got a long, rich history, but Jason Bourne's huge, you know what I mean? So, so you put Terminator up against? RoboCop would, was always the natural back in the day for me, you know, yeah, but... I think he'd fuck RoboCop. I up. think he would, too. <laughs> the T-1000, I think, would fuck RoboCop. Up. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, fuck T-1000, fucked up Arnold. Yeah. The... Um... RoboCop, though. Man, those movies, like, they, they, they try to go back and do it, but you're not going to... Capture what it was. I always wondered why they didn't shoot RoboCop in his flesh. His mouth was right there. Shoot that face, dude. Like, sh shoot him through the jaw. They said the only thing that was left was the brain, you know what I mean? But why is his jaw uh, established? Like, they don't feed him that way. They feed him through a tube, remember? Yeah. So, why is that? Why Some do we baby need... baby food goop. Yeah. Why did we need to see his his jaw? That's just soft tissue that could get shot, right? Like when they, the, remember RoboCop Part 2 when they got him in the warehouse? Like I'm putting that jackhammer, if I'm a real criminal, I'm putting that jackhammer right on his chin and going to try to pierce his brain and kill him like they're doing on his chest. It's hard to believe that Clarence Bodiger did not think of that. I know. Because he's one of the best criminals you'll ever see in a movie. When he kills, when he kills him, it's so brutal. Uh, I mean, yeah, like RoboCop 1, man. Uh, two was pretty good too. I yeah, actually liked with two. Kane. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Kane was different. Uh, he was like a different kind of bad guy. Um, like he was calm, but he was still ruthless. Yeah, it was kind of closer to what Malkovich is and like um, um, Con Air. Con Air. Yeah. Kind of closer to that kind of villain. But Connor's Boninger, dude, when he comes into that, to uh, is it Bob Jones? When he goes in that guy's house and he plays that DVD. Yeah. Or when he when he walks in, he's like, "Bitches leave." Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, dude. And and to late to years later, he becomes foreman from that '70s show. Yeah. Which is how everybody would know him. Yep. But not me. Yeah. He has Clarence Bodinger, and he'll always be Clarence Bodinger. That affected my brain when I was like eight. Yeah. When I saw that movie, that movie was so vicious. It was rated R, and it needed to be. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> like RoboCop was be rated R in today's. Uh, like, and they created a universe because they had a TV show and like I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, that but, wasn't a real TV show. No, they created like a whole sub thing and Detroit OCP, like what Detroit would be in the future. How they p predict the future so correctly? Because Detroit's a shithole now. Yeah, and is. when they made that movie, it wasn't. Nope, Detroit, Detroit was, was killing, killing it. it, dude. Yep, and they made it to the future where Detroit was a desolate place full of bad people. And it's like at the time when they made it, it was like a fairy tale. Pretty damn close. But they I could use RoboCop. Yeah, what I'm saying. I agree. I agree with that. But I'll, I'll say this: that was just a coincidence mm -hmm. because you got Escape from New York and Escape from LA. Um, you know, New York's fine. LA's fine. Yeah, New York's better. Yeah, you're right. Cleaned Giuliani cleaned it up a lot. But uh, uh, Escape from New York, though, and Escape from LA, they're so whacked. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, who would you, who would his nemesis be? Snake Blitzkin. Who who would be a good nemesis for him? Hmm. I gotta think, cause. Yeah, I know. Like, who's the similar? Like, I almost want to say Arnold from Last Action Hero, but I want it to be more of an iconic character than that, because that was just that one role. What was his name in that? From Last Action yeah. Hero? Yeah. Uh, Jack. Jack something. The kid I can, I can picture the police sergeant yelling it. Um, it's like, it was like a spoof on 80s cop movies, wasn't yeah, dude, it? Yeah, that, 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 that movie's underappreciated. Uh, yeah, Last Action Hero. That movie Hero. is so underappreciated. And think about Tywin Lannister is the villain. It. He's yeah. the villain, dude. Yeah. Summons Dracula and all kinds of weird shit towards yeah, the end man. of that. But, um, I love the part where he comes out in reality and he's in New York and he kills that guy and he's like, I just killed a man! And they're like, shut the hell up. He's all confused. He loved it. Well, he, it shows them gangsters. They killed somebody and they're like, take his shoes, take his shoes. And he's like, take his shoes? You know, like, and then he kills a guy just to, just to see what will happen. <laughs> and that gets him excited and nothing happens. That was a, it's a good movie, man. Yeah. Jack Slade. Yeah, yeah. Arnold, I remember Arnold in reality, and he punches through the window. He's like, ow, that hurt. And the kid's like, yeah, it's going to. <laughs> yeah, everything was awesome for him in the movies, though. There was a talking cartoon cat. That shit was ridiculous, man. Remember Megadeth did the, the song for it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, wasn't it Angry Again? Yeah, yeah. And it was uh, right around the time of Countdown was coming out. That was 91. Yeah. Man, that was a big deal. And, uh, that I, soundtrack I, was awesome. Yeah. ACDC did the main song from it, but yeah, Megadeth also uh, did a song on it. Sorry I remember that. that. Yeah, that whole soundtrack, dude. Was, yeah, uh, was, my friend Lewis had it. That, that actual soundtrack, so I got to hear it a lot. It had pop culture shit in it too, like even the T one thousands in Last Action yeah. Hero. I remember yeah. he walks by him and the kid looks at him like, yeah. That dude's also in that in Wayne's World too. Do you remember that? Who uh, Patrick? Uh, Robert Patrick as T one thousand. Oh, yeah, is he? I don't remember that. Yeah. Wayne's World 2. Yeah, they, they get pulled over and it's him. They freak out. They yeah, yeah. Fast. Yeah, I don't remember Like, have that. you seen this boy in this picture of John Yeah, Connor? yeah. Like, ah! Yeah, I do not remember that. It's funny. That T-1000 became pop culture. That Remember, you ever seen that episode of The Simpsons? It's back when The Simpsons were good. Where uh, Homer decides he wants to be Flanders' friend. And yeah, he's I don't like, remember that. Oh, dude, there's this episode where Homer... Is like falls in love with Flanders and wants to be his friend, and uh, there's a scene where they run from him because they're like they're trying to avoid him. And Homer's wanting to play golf. He's like, "Come on, we'll go play golf." And they act like they don't see him. And they run out of there. They and Homer runs him down on foot. He his golf. He's he's got golf clubs in his hand, and he runs up and he catches him. And he fucking stinks the golf club. Yeah, and he dives the, in and climbs his way up. Yeah, yeah. Busts out the back glass. Everything. The kid uh, shoots the thing off, and then Homer rolls off and falls off, and then he gets up. He's like, "Huh? He must not have seen me." <laughs> You fuck, I love that. that shit was funny as fuck. Speaking of uh, Mike Myers and Wayne's World, so I'm watching uh, Bohemian Rhapsody last night, and Mike Myers is in it. He plays a record exec. Who, no way. Who is the head? You won't know it's him though. He don't look. I mean, he's he's got a, he, Mike Myers got that talent though. Yeah. He can. So he's the head of. He's like the his last name is Barton. He's the head of EMI, which was the original record company that Queen was signed to, and there's their sophomore album. They're like. They want more of what Queen Killer. They want more of what just you did. Three minute songs. Well, they give them Bohemian Rhapsody. He's like, I can't market this. This is crazy. It's six minutes long. Nobody will ever play it. He's like, give me this or this. 
he's like, there's no way kids are going to be headbanging in their car to this song, <laughs> which is hilarious because he was He Wayne. was, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was just an inside joke inside of the movie. Yeah, you know it I mean? was. That, I mean, dude, there's no way they didn't think of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it was there perfect. Was, it was perfect. Yeah, there's no way. Perfect. He's the one saying that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. and Because that's who made that song famous again. Absolutely, man. When that, when the Wayne's World thing is... That's, that's that's like that was in part one there, wasn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the first thing you see is they yep. pick the, the kids up in the in the car and they're driving and they pop it in. Yeah, they pick up the drunk dude. It's all hammered. They yeah, put him in the car. Yeah, he's yeah, a, yeah exactly. But if you want to spew, spew into this. Yeah. So like, Dana Carvey was actually great as Garth, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I, like, cause uh, I'm not a big fan of like Dana Carvey's later shit, like. Uh, He's a great impressionist, but you ever seen that movie, uh, Master of Disguise? Yes. Are you turtly? Yeah, the exactly. Club? He does a great Scarface in that one. I'll say it, but yeah. like I don't love Dana Carvey's uh, movies. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he did one before Wayne's World, um, where he plays a con artist. That's okay. It's a it's a generic ass comedy. Like what yeah. you'd expect. You know what I mean? But no, he's not. Uh, Opportunity Knocks or something was like the name of that movie. Yeah. A lot like of the Saturday Night Live people do generic comedies, don't they? Yeah, at the time like, it was considered a, a thing, but like it, looking back, man, it was just one of those run-of-the-mill movies. Uh -huh. like Ten others just like it. Yeah. like yeah, like yeah, Wayne's World was different. Yes, exactly. I thought of, I just thought of another one of them shitty ones. Have you ever seen Corky Romano with Chris Kattan? No, I don't like Chris Kattan, so I did not see any Exactly. Of well, this has actually got some funny parts in it, but he's not funny at all. But the funny parts are uh, Chris Penn, Sean Penn's brother, he's in it. And then the great white hype, um, Peter, uh, Peter, Berg. Peter Berg, he's in it. And they're hilarious in it. Uh, Sean Penn, they're both uh, brothers uh, with Chris Kattan, and they're gangsters. And uh, But they're hiding shit like Sean Penn, uh, Sean Penn, Chris Penn's gay, and Peter Berg can't read. And uh, all through the movie, there's just these parts. Like, there's this part where Peter Berg's trying to order ice cream off of an ice cream truck, but he can't read shit, and he's getting all pissed at the ice cream man. It's just, you'd have to see it. It's funny. And then uh, Chris Penn's taking pictures, and he's supposed to be spying on FBI agents, and he's taking pictures of dudes' asses and stuff. Like, it's just... Who would you consider had the most successful career post Saturday Night Live? Adam Sandler, by a lot, I would think. More than Eddie Murphy? Man, it's close, but I'd probably put Adam Sandler above Eddie Murphy because he owns a studio and makes other movies with other people. Uh, I think he's kind of surpassed okay, Eddie. Well, the I, Happy Madison I, I Company. Say, who do you think had better movies? Oh, uh, that's tough, too. Because um, Eddie did a lot of shitty movies, too. Um, like, what would Eddie's best shit be? Life is one of them. Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cops, all right, but I don't love it. Oh, that first one's ridiculous. Yeah, good. Uh, it's all right, but I don't, I don't love it. I had both of them. Golden Child. Or uh, there was actually three of them, but two, the first two. The first were, two, I don't count. I didn't see. Yeah. That. I never saw the third one. Yeah. Never. Um, Golden Child, Forty Eight Hours, Trading Places. Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. Harlem Dude, Nights Harlem is strong. Nights. It is strong. I would say Life's Life amazing. and Life and Harlem Nights are his two best. Uh, and then Adam Sandler's best. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Eddie Murphy because Adam Sandler shit doesn't hold up. And now. it was close together. All of his yeah, Happy Billy Gilmore, Billy I loved, Madison. At one Water point, Boys. I loved Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore, don't but they're up. not funny now. They don't. They don't. Hold you can up. watch Life right now, and I guarantee you, Life right. is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, Harlem Nights is too. Yeah. yeah.
Adam Sandler's a talented dude, though. Like, that Adam Sandler album is hilarious, and it's still hilarious. I would say that even Will Ferrell's sweet spot was longer than Adam's. Yeah. If you go from old school all the way through Step Brothers, everything he did in that yep. time period was just gold. And uh, he made he shit work that I didn't think was going to work like that Blades of Glory. When I saw the previews for that, I'm like, ah, it's over for him, yep, man. Yeah, that's a wrap. Yep. I'm like, he's going to start cranking out shit yeah, now. Yeah. That shit was hilarious, yeah. dude. I love yeah, Blades of Glory. Coach was their coach. Coach Hayden Fox. Yeah, like Hayden that. Fox, yeah. That shit Craig was, T. Nelson. Yeah, man. Yeah. That shit was great, dude. So I'd say his sweet spot was even longer. Now, he's made some shitty shit, too. Now he has, yeah. Because there was a point in time between like 2002 and 2008 where he couldn't do any wrong. Yeah. Everything he did was money. Old school was the beginning of it, like you said, and he That's what murdered it. And then it. Talladega Nights, or Anchorman. Anchorman, then Tal- dude. Then, then Talladega Fuck. Nights. I watched Anchorman just the other day. It's hilarious, dude. Yeah. And Paul Rudd, dude, he wasn't big yet, you know. No. Uh, Sex Panther. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, yeah, that smells Steve like gasoline. Steve Carell wasn't, wasn't big at all. Yeah, I forgot about Steve Rick Carell. Yeah, he's like a moron of morons. And then uh, Vince Vaughn plays uh, Wes Mantooth, the other anchor from a, yeah ch- Channel Two or whatever. Their rival. Yeah, dude, that whole thing was ridiculous. The whole premise. You know who uh, who else is in it for? Uh, he's another uh, reporter. Is uh, Luke? Uh, Luke Wilson. Yeah. I do not think Luke Wilson's funny, like at all. Like no, he 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 plays well as the straight guy in the comedy. Not yeah, the like an old school. Funny. Yeah, yeah, that was perfect for him. Yeah. That's uh, that's who he needs to be. He, Owen's better at comedy than him. Yeah, yeah. Owen's funnier. You know, the first thing I ever seen Owen in though was a horror movie, The Haunting. What's that? It's like about a house that's haunted. It's the first thing. It came out in like '98. I can't remember. He gets his head taken off by a, a stone uh, lion head, like a, a decoration thing yeah. from the house. But it's like, uh, it's funny though that that was my introduction to Owen Wilson. I think it's called The Haunted, maybe. But then. Mine might have been Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, yeah. I was like 01 or 02. He kind of snuck up on me. You know what I mean? Like, I knew he'd been in stuff that I hadn't seen. Yeah. He was in those Jackie Chan movies. Uh, He's actually hilarious in those. Yeah. High Noon. Or yeah, High Noon. Shanghai, uh, Shanghai Noon. Shanghai yeah. Noon Shanghai Nights are the two. Littlefinger plays the bad guy. Yeah, in part Littlefinger's two. in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Littlefinger gets Littlefingered in that movie. What do you mean? Someone gets over on him. Like, oh. doing some underhand. It was oh. weird to see him go down. Like, oh shit, this yeah. guy Littlefinger. Because he's so, yeah. in mind is He's always guy. in control. And, yeah. No, man, he, he get duped into doing some shit and then he gets... But it was he's got his own show coming out on the History Channel. Um, Aiden Gillum, that's his name. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, about a, a dude uh, that's looking for. It's supposed to set back in the fifties. It t- it's when it's, the period is the period set in the fifties, and um, they the U.S. Army want him to be his the shill and say that UFOs don't exist, but they have him research them anyway. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, they're real. He can't believe it. You know, and it's, um, I can't remember what it's called. It looks good though, dude. The trailers of it. History Channel's got some good well, shows. Well, Vikings, they got to take them serious. Yeah. After they put up something like Vikings, you have to take them serious. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have, Before that, you didn't. No. They have one called Nightfall that's okay, not near as good as Vikings. It's about the Knights Templar. There's been one season of it so far. Did you watch it? 
Yeah, well, it's only six episodes, and and it's all about the holy grail and shit. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, it's an interesting time period. It is. It is. There's not a lot known, and it might get better because Vikings season one isn't spectacular. You can also see with Vikings as you're watching it, like season as it progresses, their budget got way bigger. You know what I mean? Like season one. Uh, it's like Walking Dead season. Uh, like once you get a few seasons in, their budget gets bigger, and the episodes, the visuals get more elaborate. Like season one of Vikings is real basic. You know, uh, they're like in these little huts. Like by season three, they're in Paris and they're scaling these giant stone walls. All the CGI and stuff. Like it gets it gets way bigger. They didn't know the show was gonna yeah. catch on. Yeah, Vikings is great, man. The last season's wrapping up right now. When is tonight? The twenty ninth. Yeah. Tomorrow's the last episode of the Vikings ever. Uh, complete sidebar. You said Walking Dead. Uh, one of our friends, Gunnar Barnes, is working on a film for. It's like going to the Sundance Festival. You know Dwight from The Walking Dead? No. Part of uh, the comedians crew. Um, oh, okay. Uh, the, yeah, the guy's got the scar on his face. Dwight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's in the movie that Gunner's working. Oh on. wow, that's cool. Yeah, he's like this dude's just walking around. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I hate that guy. Yeah, but, that, that was his role, though. His role was for you. Yeah, hate that means he was doing his job good, like Cersei Lannister. You know, she's awesome. Really. You know. Uh, yeah, her job is to make you hate her. Guess what? You're amazing at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she, she is. Uh, you, you know what's also funny about this? About her and uh, the Daenerys Targaryen. All right, Daenerys Targaryen. It was Sarah Connor in that last uh, Terminator movie, Genesis. Uh, Cer- Cersei in the TV show. was Sarah Connor in the TV show, dude. Like how how yeah. crazy is that? Now it's going full circle, and Linda Hamilton is uh, coming back for the next. Coming one. back, she looks just like she did in '91, dude. Well, what's crazy is you. She looks great. Think about the '84 Terminator. Yep. How she was like a soft, feminine looking. Yeah. Girl. You see her in '91, and she was ripped. Like she, you could tell she'd been in some hardcore training. Yeah, dude, she did awesome, dude. Uh, it's I think Terminator Two is the greatest action movie. Ever like just action movie, you know? I think it's better than Die Hard, better than Le- Lethal Weapon or anything like that. But I know it's sci-fi though too. But like it's better than the RoboCop movies. Like, uh, like I think uh, I don't know if you put Star Wars in the same category. Maybe I mean it's different. Yeah. yeah. I just love Terminator too, man. That, that movie's like timeless to me. I think it holds up, like it's still good. Like well, the special effects held up for twenty years. Yeah. Now they look dated, but for twenty years they did. Yeah. They were like still at the edge, like where what where it should have been. They were ahead of their time for about ten years, and then things started catching up finally. But storyline wise, and the intensity, you know what I mean, of that movie, like the music. It's not even music. It's just like. I don't know, like this intense drum beat or something, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just, they, they nailed it, man. I, I love that movie. Like, James Cameron's done a lot, man, but yeah. that, dude, Terminator 2 is unbelievable. Company Flow is a hip-hop group that was definitely pushing the edges of rap back in the late 90s. And to this day, Run the Jewels is the group that LP's in now with Killer Mike. But in 97, when they did Fun Crusher Plus... He has a line that sums up Terminator. He says, future MCs are sending robots robots back in time to kill my mother before I've been born. Be warned. 
And it's just like to have that kind of complex thought. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that's, that's exactly what Terminator was. Yeah. Future MCs are sending robots back in time as we speak to kill my mother before I've been born. Be warned. Yeah, that's like, crazy. Damn, that's because that Terminator was nuts. Just the thought process. Yeah, of, James Cameron thought it up. It's his. He wrote yeah, the man. story, man. He he said he actually had the script of Terminator One ten years and couldn't get it made because they, you know. That happens to people, man. That happens. You got to get that cred, and then people, studios start giving you that money. Yeah. So you get that cred, yep. man. He did another movie, got the credit, then they gave him. Well, he did Aliens. Yeah. That's probably what did it, huh? Aliens, that was in 79. Yeah, the sequel to Alien, Aliens, yeah. Yeah, he did Alien in 79, and then Aliens, what, came out in 86? No, he did Aliens. He didn't do Alien. Alien was uh, Ridley Scott. Okay. And then he got the sequel. He did that, and then he did Terminator, and then became James Cameron. Yeah. And then by the time, he's, that's one thing you could ever knock on that dude, man. Originality. I mean, I know everybody will be like, Avatar. Titanic. Is, yeah, Avatar is just dances with wolves but in with space. Effects. But his effects are so much further than Fuck whatever yeah. you think you're doing. He's 20 years from you. He's already moved on. You know what I mean? Like, that's. You know what's crazy, man? That dude, uh, the bad guy in uh, an Avatar. You know who that is? That's fucking Ike Planton from Tombstone. Yeah, he's also the hard ass dude who's uh, Don Fry's boss in Public Enemy. Yeah. Square jaw, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like he whoop your ass right yeah, now, man. old man type style. Yeah, and I, well, he's unrecognizable no, to you me in Tombstone because of that beard, yeah. man. He's unrecognizable. I can see it in his eyes. He's in that movie Band in the Hand too, that '80s movie I used to like when I was a kid. I rewatched it, man. It does not hold up. But Isn't that sad when you do that? You build something up in your mind, and when you see it, you're like, oh. I had a feeling. Yeah. I knew, yeah, it was yeah. the 80s, man. Yeah. None of the effects, everything's going to look generic and cheesy. Oh, and even, like, what their idea of a gangster was, compared to what a gangster actually was. Like, Collars had it pretty close, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, this, like, like the gangsters in fucking uh, uh, Escape from New York. They weren't like like the gangsters you see in uh, Crocodile Dundee and movies like that. You know, those weren't like real gangsters. Or even at the beginning of Terminator, you see Bill Paxton trying yes, to attack Arnold. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, oh, these pussies. It's not like Menace to Society. Yeah. You know, yeah, with yeah. that opening yeah. scene. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think we did it. Yeah, we, we just, just... Uh, wrapped up another edition of uh, Free Balling. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We're up against it, so we're going to have to bolt. So until next time. Peace. Peace out.